Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. Thank you for tuning in. Jason Vandeveer with you this afternoon. Uh, I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. So good to be with you. And uh, you can find more information about our fellowship, calvarychapelparker.com. That's calvarychapelparker.com. And you can join us on the program. You probably heard the number there, but in case uh, you don't know it by heart or you missed it, uh, 303-690-3000. You can call that number no matter where you are. Uh, and you will get through 303-690-3000. You can also text us uh, with your question, your comment, your prayer request uh, at 720-336-0897. So love to have you call that number again, 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. Do me a favor, uh, if you do decide to text, uh, just if you could give us a a short one-sentence uh, text of your prayer request uh, or your question. Um, it'd be easy to digest it and then answer as many of those as possible uh, while uh, while we're on the air. So give us a call, though. Pick up the phone. It's really good to uh, do so kind of at the top of the program. It's a little bit easier to get through. Sometimes uh, calls uh, can uh, build uh, as the program goes. So uh, if you want to give us a call right now, uh, we can get you on the air, 303-690-3000. We want to welcome all of our Grace FM listeners in Colorado and Wyoming, and of course, uh, our Truth FM listeners in the South, Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee, and uh, Hope FM, uh, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and the Northeast there, our Higher Rock Radio listeners, Idaho, welcome to you. And uh, of course, many, many Radio by Grace listeners, we're so excited uh have you joining us, and then... We have people listening on the gracefm.com and gracefm apps, iHeartRadio, the podcast, of course, uh, After the Fact, Apple Podcasts. Welcome to everybody. We're so glad uh, you're engaging with the program. And uh, if you're doing so uh, live, uh, or even if you're listening like some uh, listeners are on a one-week delay, you can call in. You can always call in in this uh, time slot, 303-690-3000. Uh, Monday through Friday here on Calvary Live. Again, I'm Jason Vandeveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel uh, in Parker, Colorado, and uh, calvarychapelparker.com. That's our uh, web address, and we'd love to have you join us if you're going to be in the area, but uh, if you're not, you can, of course, uh, join us as you can so many places nowadays, uh, online, live for our services, Sundays uh, and Wednesdays, again, calvarychapelparker.com. But uh, I want to go right to uh, the phone lines and uh, start uh, taking some of these calls and just get right into it so we can uh, spend as much time as possible with as many people as possible. Let's go to Rudy uh, in Denver. Rudy, welcome to the program. Hey, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? I am good for Friday. I don't have to do no snow removal, so it's a blessing (laughs) to uh, be on the radio show. Awesome. Hey, thanks for joining us. What's on your mind? 
Okay, so um, I'm, I'm in the, I just got through reading this morning of uh, Second Kings four fifteen, and um, I, I don't want to I don't want to put on speakerphone to look it up on the phone, but I'm in the NIV, and um, I went over Elijah staying in the house, I guess, with his servants. Uh huh. And um, it's four fifteen, and he says, he says, um, bring the woman to me. I want to ask her if there's anything I can do for her. She says something, uh, I don't have a son and my husband is old. He says, you will, this, but this time next year you will have a son. Uh-huh. I was just wondering, how does, how does she become impregnated? Or how does she have the son? Yeah, she has, basically what she's saying, I'm going to the passage right now, right now in Second Kings there, uh, 4, and so it's Gehazi, the servant, uh, uh, of Elijah there and uh, or Elisha rather, uh, right? And yeah. um, sorry about that. And and this is the Shunammite. So the, of course, one of the really famous stories of uh, of Elisha there, this Shunammite woman who's childless. Uh, she has. Uh, uh, he says in verse thirteen. Uh, I'm trying to find the section that you brought up where she has the dialogue. Hang on, give me just bear with me for a second. Uh, you've been concerned with us. What can we do for you? And uh, um, he says she has no son and her husband is old. So she's going to have a son kind of much like, uh, I think, I think I understand what your question is. Um, it's going to be through her husband and it's going to be a situation like, uh, Abraham and Sarah where, you know, they were, she was 90, he was a hundred and they miraculously, uh, had a child. And so that's going to be the case with this woman. She didn't have, uh, any children, you know, she was perhaps barren. Uh, it would seem so, and her husband was uh, seemingly at uh, beyond the age uh, uh, of childbearing uh, or being able to uh, produce offspring. Yet the Lord was going to do a miracle and give her, uh, give them a child. Okay, Father, thank yep. you for clarifying for that for for me. Yeah, it's so. a cool, cool story uh, there, and uh, I love the stories of Elijah and uh, and Elisha. Um, probably some of my favorite sections in, in, in all of the Old Testament. And uh, uh, so and that's a really uh, a really special one. I appreciate you calling in. Well, thank you, and you guys have a good weekend. Thanks for taking my call. You, bless, you bet, Rudy. God bless you. God bless you. 303-690-3000. Jason Vandiver with you here, Calvary Live. Let's go to Vanessa, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Vanessa, welcome. Hey, Vanessa, can you hear us? Yes. Hey, welcome to the program. Hi. Hey, do, so do we got the right name? Uh, no, my name is Sean. Sean. Okay, we got Sean. Uh, where are you at, Sean? Um, I'm from Greeley, Colorado. Ah, Greeley. I I thought we had Vanessa in Florida. Clearly, you're Sean from another part of the country, uh, very close to where I am here. So sorry, <laughs> sorry about that, bro. I messed that up. But uh, right. uh, yeah, glad you're uh, with us. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I had a question about uh, Daniel 10, verse um, 13, when um, Gabriel is talking to Daniel and in, in, uh, revealing his visions, and he says that he was with um, Michael, the angel. Um, it says, but the prince of Prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief priests, came to me, uh, came to me to help me. Um, I was wondering, um, who is the, the prince of the kingdom of Persia? 
And does it does it state anywhere what what was he held withheld for for twenty one days? Is it kind of yeah. confused? Yeah, yeah. So so uh, backing up a little bit, Daniel chapter ten, um, we have uh, in ten, eleven, and, and um, twelve, um, we have uh, Daniel's vision uh, of the last days. Um, so this is uh, uh, obviously during. Uh, I'll give this a little bit of background as well. It's during, you know, the height uh, of the uh, Persian Empire. Uh, so it's later in Daniel's ministry in Babylon. Obviously, um, Daniel began his ministry in Babylon when the Babylonians were kind of the uh, premier uh, empire. They were the premier empire in, in in the world at that time. And, of course, the Persians take control of that. So then the prince of the kingdom of Persia uh, is going to kind of play into that. We'll talk more uh, about that in just a moment. Uh, but uh, he has this conversation, uh, if we go back a little bit, before, a little bit further, uh, Daniel has this vision, uh, and uh, um, in verse eight, he's left alone, and he and he sees in this, uh, you know, he has this vision of the last days, and uh, then you know he's with he's with some friends actually, if you look, and they're they're by the Tigris uh, River, but his friends f- flee, and he's he's left alone there. Uh, and so some people, the, the, the question is, um, uh, who is the person that appears to him? You mentioned Gabriel, but it does, the text doesn't say that. Um, it's, uh, some people say uh, it's actually Jesus, um, but I don't think that that fits because Jesus isn't going to need the assistance, uh, as you mentioned, of, of Michael, uh, the archangel. So I would say that it's probably just another high-ranking angel uh, who isn't specified, uh, but who was uh, actually dispatched uh, to help Daniel, uh, as as we see often in the book of Daniel, uh, with understanding uh, and to encourage him uh, in prayer and, and in relationship to his vision. Now, to the more specific part of your question, um, why was he held up? Well, there is a battle, we know, Ephesians chapter 6 makes it really clear that that you know while we don't always realize it we're in a spiritual battle Ephesians 6:12 we don't wrestle against flesh and blood and and there's a, a an entire war that is going on uh in the spiritual realm uh we see in the old testament different times where men's eyes were opened uh to that spiritual battle and the forces uh that were at work um but the prince of the kingdom of persia is uh, is a demonic uh, entity, a very apparently a very high-ranking and powerful demonic entity, who, when this angel is dispatched to minister to Daniel, uh, he actually uh, delays and interferes. Uh, with what that angel was trying to do. And so there was some sort of spiritual battle that went on. It lasted 21 days. And Michael, the archangel, had to actually be sent uh, to help him uh, because he, he needed assistance in overcoming uh, this, uh, this prince or this demon uh, of that ruling empire at, time, at that time uh, of Persia. So uh, really interesting um, on a lot of levels in terms of the spiritual battle in terms of angelic 
uh, hierarchy and authority uh, in terms of how some of these forces are working uh, in the kingdoms uh, of men. Are you with me there, Sean? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So so does that ex- answer your question, or, yes, or yes, where actually, are you at on this? It, it does. It, it helps okay. me a lot with it. Thank you very much. Yeah, you bet. It's uh, a fascinating uh, section of Scripture, and uh, if you want uh, to listen to a full um, study on on Daniel chapter 10, you can you can go to calvarychapelparker.com. You can get our archived uh, video uh, of that message. Just go to calvarychapelparker.com, click on Messages, uh, click uh, on the Old Testament, and select Daniel Series 2 and uh, Chapter 10, and you can you can watch uh, a full uh, message uh, on that uh, on basically what I just told you in a few minutes. You can you can get in a, in, in a lot more detail. Well, thank you very much. You, you bet, Sean. Yeah, God bless you, man. And God bless Three, you. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. I think we got Vanessa in Fort Lauderdale. Hey, Vanessa, you with us? Hi. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. What's on your mind? Um, I have. I had called before and mm-hmm. I asked you about what happens when you pass away, mm-hmm. and you said that you said something about Second Corinthians. Um, to be absent from the body is to be alive with Christ, I think. Present but with also the Lord, yeah. in the yeah. Bible, it says in First Thessalonians, the dead in Christ shall rise. So shouldn't they already be in heaven? Yeah, it's good to it's good that you bring that up, and it's an important distinction. Of course, uh, you you opened up with First Corinthians five three, uh, where. Uh, um, um, actually, Second uh, Corinthians five six um, that we're when we're home in the body we're absent from the Lord, uh, and then five eight when we're uh, well pleased to be absent from the body to be present with the Lord. Um, when we die, our spirit uh, and soul uh, goes to be with the Lord. Now it's important to understand, uh, and we see this in the scriptures uh, that we are spirit, uh, we are soul. Uh, and we are body, uh, and uh, so Paul talks about that. Actually, the the kind of the tripart uh, nature of man in First Thessalonians chapter five, verse twenty three, and and we see this elsewhere in the scriptures. Um, so so there are really kind of three aspects to who you are. Uh, your body, which most people associate with you, is is kind of the least of what is you. You know, it's it's ironic, isn't it? But but that's what people see, and and but that's really the vessel, and the vessel contains uh, your soul and your spirit. Now, the distinction between the soul and the spirit is a little bit difficult because, um, you know, uh, in fact, uh, uh, Paul even talks about, uh, or actually, it's in um, it's in Hebrews, probably Paul, but we can't say that for certain. Uh, writing there that that uh, that. Uh, the Word of God can make a dis, uh, a differentiation where the soul ends and the spirit begins but but we know that sometimes it 's hard for us, but generally speaking, the soul is kind of that level of of reason, that level of thought, and the spirit is the highest level of man that communes with God. And so what happens when you die is is that your spirit uh, and your soul uh, go to be uh, with the Lord. 
And uh, so we see that when the spirit uh, departs from the body, uh, James talks about this in, uh, in James chapter 2, verse 26. He says, as the body without the spirit is dead. So that's really the definition of, uh, of death is when the, when the body and the spirit and the soul uh, are separated. So what Paul's talking about in 2 Corinthians is, is that when we die, uh, our spirit and our soul goes to the presence of the Lord. But the question is, is what happens to our body? Well, that's where the resurrection comes in. The resurrection is not uh, of the soul uh, and the spirit. The resurrection is a bodily resurrection. And so when we see in uh, in First uh, Thessalonians 4, and the dead in Christ shall rise, and then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them uh, to meet the Lord in the air. Not only do we see the rapture, but we see the beginning of the resurrection, which is Paul deals with that very thoroughly in 1 Corinthians 15. So the resurrection or the rising uh, of the dead is the rising of their their bodies. And, their, and, and everybody that goes uh, to be with the Lord, um, their spirit and their soul, ultimately at some point uh, – uh, when the resurrection happens, and and it takes place over time, I'll explain to you in in a moment why that is the case. Um, but they're going to receive a resurrected body or a transformed uh, body, and the reason for that, Paul tells us in First Corinthians, is, is he says this flesh and blood um, cannot inherit this corruption cannot inherit incorruption. In other words, your your body does not have the capacity. Uh, to to uh, inherit eternal life, just like if you go to Mars, your your body can't occupy that that atmosphere, that place. Well, neither can this body occupy uh, the eternal state. It it's not equipped for that. It's it, it's fallen and it's broken, and it needs to be uh, transformed. But just as in this life, we would be very lost without a body. In other words, we need a body to fully participate in this life. Ultimately, we're going to need a body as well to fully participate in eternity. And so that is the, the, the difference and the, uh, the important distinction that we need to understand uh, when we're looking at Scripture and when we're talking about being with the Lord while awaiting the, the resurrection or awaiting the dead to rise. I understand it now. Good. Yeah. I remember uh, when I... Uh, uh, you know, I remember, uh, 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 you know, kind of being confused about the resurrection. And I remember this this uh, this dear brother just sitting down and explaining it to me. And, and, and it was like, oh, I get it now. I, I don't know why I didn't exactly get it before, but I get it now. And uh, and uh, things were never quite the same for me. So I hope that I hope the same is uh, true for you. Yeah, I think it's you mean the spirit goes up and they're going to be with the Lord and then uh-huh. later on when you get a new resurrected body that will also be with you and your spirit yep exactly kind of like a okay. re reuniting of you with you <laughs> I guess you could say and, uh, <laughs> only a much better yeah a much better you uh, a you <laughs> without sin a you without sickness uh, disease sorrow any of the weaknesses yes. that that we have right now. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Okay. Well, Thank you so much. 
yeah, God bless you there in uh, Florida. I hope it's a beautiful day for you. And thanks for calling, Vanessa. Thank you. God bless hey, you. Hey, God bless you. Folks, uh, appreciate y'all listening to uh, Calvary Live here. Jason Vandiver with you, 303-690-3000. We've got uh, our lines, all lines open, 303-690-3000 is the number to call if you want to join us here on the air. Great great start uh, to the program. Rudy, Sean, Vanessa, uh, a couple of Colorado callers, and of course getting to to Florida there. Uh, I have a feeling Vanessa's uh, got a little bit different a uh, little bit better weather uh, than uh, than we currently have uh, here in Colorado. So maybe, uh, uh, but uh, you know, if you like the snow, then then maybe uh, that's uh, debatable. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. If you want to join me here on the program, though, or seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. And uh, we want to go ahead and uh, we got a got a prayer request uh, that came in via text. Uh, someone uh, uh, has asking for prayer for their uh, their brother uh, who uh, has COVID, and uh, so we want to go ahead and uh, lift uh, lift uh, Kenny up. Uh, Father, we just thank you uh, for this opportunity. We we lift up Kenny to you. We just pray that you would be with him. If he doesn't know you, Lord, uh, right now, Lord, that you would just meet him, uh, even uh, even in his sickness, Lord, that you would uh, touch him and heal him. Uh, Lord, if that's your will, uh, but uh, most importantly, we know that your will is always a spiritual healing. So if he doesn't know you, that you would save him. Uh, if he does, Lord, that you would just comfort him uh, and uh, just reveal yourself to him in even greater way. Uh, Lord, we we just uh, uh, pray that you'd minister to him and strengthen him uh, in his relationship with you and that you would bless and encourage his family who are uh, no doubt not able to be with him, that you'd comfort him if he's uh, isolated uh, or alone. And we pray for all of those who uh, still aren't uh, feeling well, Lord, those especially who are, are very sick, Lord, those who are still uh, recovering, that you would just touch them uh, and heal them uh, and strengthen them, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Uh, amen. So appreciate that uh, prayer request uh, for uh, for Kenny there and uh, keep uh, Kenny uh, in your prayers, got another uh, question here uh, via text uh, about Hebrews uh, chapter ten, uh, verses twenty-six and uh, twenty-seven. They're asking how uh, the question is: um, How does that relate to a person who accepted the Lord and then turns away from Him many years later? Can they return to Him and be forgiven uh, and accepted uh, by Him? And uh, let me go ahead and pull up that passage because I'm thinking that uh, maybe um, this is regarding another passage. Um, but uh, no, I was thinking it was about uh, chapter 6, which is also on the same subject. It's talking the 26 and 27 of chapter 10 of Hebrews. If we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, uh, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation, which will uh, devour uh, the adversaries. It's important to uh, um, keep in mind the context of the book of Hebrews um, and and uh, also the idea of practicing sin um, 
in the scriptures, particularly in the New Testament uh, and in the book of Hebrews. And so uh, the book of Hebrews is to Jewish believers who had turned to Christ um, but were considering going back to the law and and back to all of the traditions and everything else um, and really kind of abandoning because of the pressure and other things uh, that what they had found in Christ. And so the point of a lot of these passages is, um, in, back in chapter 6, is, is that if they abandon that, that, that they don't have salvation. Um, that's, there's not another sacrifice. There's not another way. And here in the context of sin, and the key word there is, is willfully, um, after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there, there, there isn't a sacrifice uh, for that, but just an expectation of judgment. And again, the context is this is to Jewish believers, and the Jewish understanding was is that there, there wasn't sacrifice for what we call presumptuous sins. In other words, there there was sacrifice. Uh, there there wasn't sacrifice for willful disobedience against God. You you couldn't just say I'm going to disobey and then I'm going to go make this sacrifice. <laughs> Today, you know, that's kind of a concept within you know certain religions and traditions, but it's not a biblical concept that that you can deliberately and intentionally and willfully say, all right, I'm going to go do this, but then later I'll do this to cover that. There isn't a covering for that. Um, now, we can do that and ask uh, God for forgiveness, uh, but, uh, and, and there's probably times when we've, we've rebelled, um, but the, I, and the, the sacrifice of Christ on the cross covers our sins, but then this gets into the lifestyle. This just gets into this idea of practicing and this this uh, uh, concept in the New Testament of whether it's something that is part of our way of life uh, versus sins that that we commit and then we ask forgiveness and there's something vastly different from that and the person who's living willfully in sin um, there's no sacrifice for that sin they have no relationship with with Jesus Christ there's there's no other way. And so all they have is a certain fearful expectation of judgment. So to the question that we received in the text, um, the idea is if someone professes Christ but then goes to that, well, the profession would seem not to be genuine. The profession is genuine and they backslide for a time. Then obviously, you know, if they repent and they turn to Christ, uh, there there is uh, salvation. And uh, so uh, that's that's how I would uh, address Hebrews ten twenty six twenty seven, also Hebrews chapter six uh, on uh, on that particular uh, subject. So hopefully that uh, helps you out. Great question. I appreciate all of these uh, really good questions here. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. That's the number to call. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Let's go to Sylvia. We can uh, probably get started with Sylvia before we go to the commercial break uh, in Greece. Colorado, welcome to the program. Hello. Hey, how are you? Um, okay. Considering. What's going on? Well, I've I've been dealing with some a little bit of depression and anxiety and and the I have I'm off on medication and my doctor's giving me a new depression medication. And I just pray that this is the one. Okay. Well let's go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Depression medication. I just pray that this is the one. Yeah, because I've tried many and they haven't worked. Well, let's let let's pray and uh, and uh, we can we're gonna why don't we pray and then we'll have the commercial break and we can chat some more after on the other side of the break if that works for you. 
Father, we just thank you for Sylvia. I appreciate uh, her calling in. And Lord, uh, I just pray that you would just minister to her. Meet her right where she is. And Lord, we know you are the physician. Uh, you are the healer. And so ultimately, uh, at the end of the day, it's not even about uh, a treatment or uh, medicine, though we rely on these things uh, often. Uh, Lord, it's about you. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would just touch her, that you would strengthen her, that you would encourage her, that you would heal her. If this is the avenue, Lord, that you are going to work through, uh, we pray that you would work. Uh, Lord, if you have something else, Lord, we just pray that you would just bless Sylvia, uh, Lord, and that you would just give her wisdom uh, and that you would just direct her. And most importantly, Lord, we just pray uh, for her health, for her well-being. Uh, and uh, for her relationship uh, with you to thrive and to grow and to be blessed. And so we just pray uh, for a special touch uh, upon her right now, Lord, that you would just be with her and minister to her. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, Sylvia, do me a favor. If you can, we've got a short break here. And uh, if you want to hang with us through the break, we can uh, pick it up on the other side of the break. This is Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome back. Jason Vanderveer with you here on Calvary Live. And uh, you can get more information about our fellowship. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. You can... uh, Get information about our church, including service times, at calvarychapelparker.com. We'd love to see you uh, this coming Sunday, if possible. If you're going to be in the area, if not, join us online. Again, calvarychapelparker.com. Before we went to the last break, we were praying for Sylvia. uh, And uh, uh, just regarding um, some new medication for uh, depression that she's been prescribed. And Sylvia, are you still with us? Hey, Sylvia, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay, great. I thought we thought we lost you. So it sounds like you've been down this road a few times. Um, yeah. Is that is that a pretty accurate statement? Yeah. Yeah. Here's here. Let me just give you some some thoughts and 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 um, you know, and this is not obviously my first you know encounter obviously with this subject, and and you know we see it a lot. I know a lot of people that. <clears throat> They've been, uh, they've, they've had experiences just like yours, and I think the first thing to understand is, is that, um, you know, I always, I tell people, look, we all struggle with different things at different times, and for some people, um, there's a very real struggle that they have with depression, that they have with anxiety, uh, and, and uh, there's no point in, you know trying to dismiss that or pretend like it doesn't exist or if, or you can just will it away you know uh so so I don't want to to think that that's the road that we're going to go down but I will say that there are different ways that you can approach it and so <clears throat> you can approach it kind of the the traditional way and that you know that's through perhaps counseling psychotherapy on a more extensive level um psychotropic drugs um typically drugs are effective so well i use that term loosely but but they have some sort of impact for a time then they typically need to be stacked 
with other drugs. Uh, and but in my experience, the 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 drugs being utilized for depression, the typical route um, is not particularly effective. And and that's it's important to understand the origin of that path and that it comes you know out of the roots of psychology which was an attempt um, by Freud and Maslow and Jung and many others um, to understand human behavior um, and to treat issues with with uh, with the human mind apart from God so so even though it's been adopted by there are you know, Christian counselors and thing and doctors and things like that out that, out there that that will utilize some of these techniques. Um, their their roots are are a path different than than what a Christian would typically take, and um, or should, uh, by my estimation, should typically take. And so, what I typically recommend to people is: look, you you may not have found success with that, so um, you probably haven't, and so. At some point, you've got to decide, am I, am I going to keep trying the same thing over and over without success, uh, or am I going to, to see uh, and, and turn um, and see what the Lord uh, can do? Now, I'm not suggesting that you haven't done that or that what you've done is completely in a vacuum apart from Christianity. Uh, but what I am suggesting is, is that there's some things that, uh, that we can do, and there's some choices that, that you might want to make as you're evaluating you know, this latest you know, um, course uh, of treatment as to whether or not you want to continue down, uh, down that road. In my experience, you know, psychotropics, um, they numb a person. Um, they make the days neither bad nor good. Um, you stay kind of even, and so they rob you of emotion, and they, they uh, in very extreme cases, can rob you of the ability to truly live your life. And so uh, what I recommend to people is, first of all, don't, don't be afraid of bad days. You know, you're going to have uh, bad days, and you need to know that, that there's not something wrong with you, um, and, and you need to then seek the Lord to help you battle through those, have fewer of those. Um, but it may be something, you know, I don't want to give people the impression. There are things that we're, we struggle with sometimes our entire life, but the degree to which we struggle with them uh, can be uh, changed and we can have victory uh, in those. And I don't believe that that uh, medicating it is is the right answer. What I do, you say, okay, so what what course do you really believe and and that's what i suggest is just a a complete surrender and dependence upon the lord i i always tell people look the key to success whether you're feeling this or not is you know just be as close to the lord as you possibly can and be as focused on him and serving him as you possibly can and what you're going to find is is that is is that that path of life uh is going to produce far different results so if you don't have uh, and maybe you do uh, if you do have a, a, a Bible teaching church in your area that you're that you're connected with and plugged into, uh, great. Um, be there every time the doors are open. Uh, if you don't, um, stay on the line and let us connect you with a church uh, that is uh, close to you there. Uh, so you're in you're in Greeley. So my good friend Pastor Jeff Figs and uh, Calvary Chapel of Greeley. If you don't already go there. Uh, I I would uh, highly recommend it. What a great guy! I just don't know of uh, too many <laughs> other pastors as good as maybe none. Uh, so uh, I would encourage you just 
you know, be there, or if you're already plugged into a church, be there every time the doors are open and, and connect and lean on those folks and, and don't be afraid to ask them uh, for prayer and then developing your own uh, prayer life even deeper and then utilizing uh, your gifts as the Lord reveals those to you to serve the Lord. And one of the things that I find that, that gives um, us as human beings the greatest victory over these kinds of things is serving others. And, and as we more and more have less and less uh, focus on ourselves and, and on others, not that I'm suggesting you're self-centered in any way, but, but as we, we get off of that uh, uh, almost completely, um, then it really frees us up and, and we find uh, victory. Uh, and, you know, prayer, fasting, uh, fellowship, being in the Word of God and just reading daily. And, and because the Bible uh, <clears throat> is described as um, uh, washing like water and, and uh, allowing you to just be refreshed, I encourage you, uh, the Psalms, one of my favorite places to go just to read through because I think David felt a lot uh, like you felt, and you see that a lot in the Psalms. And so just reading through the Psalms, you're going to find that, that the reading of the Word of God uh, brings, uh, brings peace. Listening to Bible teaching, even when you're not in church, uh, watching or listening, you know, uh, you know putting your earbuds in and, and, and listening or listening to Christian radio and music, all of these things. We see that, that Saul, even King Saul, who wasn't walking with the Lord, had great peace uh, from godly music through David. So, so uh, I believe that all of these are, are very tangible, practical things that we can do instead of other paths. Um, and the world just, you know, the world doesn't do those things because the world doesn't have those options. So for me, I'm hoping my, actually, I pray to get off this medication because I don't, I don't like to take pills. Yeah, so I'm I got to you. Get off the medication, you know, yeah. and and I I am in the Word every day, and I talk to awesome. my Lord all day long, and I I pray. I haven't fasted yet because I was on a special diet, but mm, yeah. I, I think it's time I can fast now. But excellent. I just you yeah. know talk to the Lord, and I, I I pray with my daughter. I read her the Word every night, mm. even if it's just a few scriptures or psalms, and I memorize a few scriptures, and I just pray that. I get back to myself, you know, because I've had some trauma in my life, hmm. and I think it's starting to finally affect me. And and that's a very—here's an interesting thing that you just point out. It's very important to to recognize and to understand. Um, number one, great. Keep—my encouragement to you, keep doing what you're doing. Do— do more of what you're doing. Those those are the right things um, to to be doing. Um, and you know, if if you're trying to get off medication, you know, doctors will help you do that. If you don't, if your doctor won't, then then you probably have the wrong doctor. Um, but there are doctors that will help you safely do that because obviously when you're taking certain medications, you've got to be careful, you know, how you do that. And fasting, you know, at, while you're under certain medical treatments, obviously you've got to be careful, you know, with those things as well. But as much as you can, keep doing those things. But you mentioned going through trauma and now feeling the way that you do. And it's important to understand that this isn't just some random thing. And so it's not just some random biological thing that you can just take a pill and treat. There, there are things uh, that happen in life that have an impact on us. And so if we, if we just take medication, all we're doing, we're not dealing with that. We're masking it. 
And so the Lord is the one who really can help us heal and move forward and give us victory. And it sounds like you know that. I'm sorry, what did you say? I didn't hear you. Well, I was just saying that that when we go through uh, certain things, it reveals that that there are things that happen to us um, that cause us to feel the way that we do, and you can't mask that with medication. You, you, the only way that you can really deal with that is with the Lord. And, yeah. uh, and, and, and But as I said, I think, you, I think you've already kind of recognized that. So I just encourage you, just uh, lean on your Christian brothers and sisters uh, as much as you possibly can, your daughter. Keep doing the things that you're doing. Um, and don't, don't think that something's wrong or that there isn't progress just because, you know, it, it, it's not gone tomorrow. You know, we have we have battles in this life. And the key is is not to think that we failed because the battle doesn't end, but to just realize that, no, we we're successful, even if we're still battling, if we battle uh, the way the Lord would have us to and in trust and, and faith uh, of the Lord. OK, yeah, I'm going gonna, gonna to be with some sisters next weekend at a retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called um, Living Freely with Christ. OK. I'm pretty excited about that. And That's I'm hoping awesome. that I'll lift my spirits up. So it's just it's a woman's retreat that's coming hey. up. Well, I think that's great. The Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, so you know a man strengthens the countenance of his brethren. And when we feel like this, the tendency is to withdraw and to isolate. And that's the worst thing that we can do. And so you, you're not doing that. You're, you're going the opposite direction. I commend you for that. Yeah, I'll try. Like, you know, I try every day. And like I said, I, I pray to my Lord every day and I, every night, all day long. Listen, I'm going to pray the Lord. We're going we're gonna to pray one more time. Um, Sylvia, uh, a heart, my heart goes, goes out to you. I'm going to be praying for you. Father, I just lift up Sylvia to you. And Lord, I just pray for victory and strength. I pray that you'd bless her at this retreat coming up and at other times, Lord, not just then. I pray that the joy of the Lord would be her strength. And Lord, that you would meet her right in in, in this time and just direct her every step. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you very much. Hey, I really appreciate you calling and uh, give us a call back and uh, let us know how you're doing. Okay, thank you. Take care. 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, Calvary Live, Jason Vanderveer with you. Let's go to Matt, Matthew, Philadelphia. Welcome. Hey, Matthew. Did we lose Matthew? We might have lost Matthew. Let's go to Kelsey in Loveland, Colorado. Kelsey, welcome to the program. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for calling. Of course, thanks for doing this. <laughs> you, yeah, you bet. What what uh, what are you thinking about today? Um, so one that last with Sylvia that was really good. Um, prayer that was wonderful. So thank you for helping hey, her with that. Um, I think we can all, uh, or many of us, can relate. Yes, yes. There are many things, and yeah, life can be many things in that. So that was yeah. that was good. Um, that was. Wanting to ask you, so I have um, the, my boyfriend has three kids mm-hmm. and I have no experience with stepkids or anything. And I was looking to the Bible for um, kind of what God says about that. And there's not really anything in the Bible. Um, there's stuff about children, you know, mm-hmm. like being your kids and stuff. And I didn't know 
if there was some Bible verses that you had that could, you know, maybe relate to that or use to give um, just kind of like advice or like viewpoints on just how to kind of right like kind of like integrate into that because it's something I've never done before and sure. um, yeah and it's gotten easier as time's gone by a little bit but it's still a challenge um, <laughs> yeah. you know just to try, yeah. like change that life <laughs> yeah well it's tough because you know <clears throat> you have the responsibility but but mm, not maybe not necessarily all of the authority that you need for that responsibility and you know or the full relationship just yet to be able to you know to help out the way that that really you might like to and um so yeah being um you know being a a parent of stepchildren how how old are the kids 14 11 and 7 okay so so uh, old enough to where y- y- you know you're going to be able to you know accomplish uh some things have an impact um you know on their lives and and uh um I would say this obviously you know the 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 tough thing is, the Bible, and the bible doesn't say you know there there isn't it, it probably would be pretty cool if there was, but but there isn't really a verse that says, well, you know, for for step parents, um, you know, but uh, but I think that you got to just kind of uh, just approach it as a parent because you know you're just because you're not their biological parent, you have a parental role in their life, and so so everything you know from Proverbs twenty two six, um, which talks about training up children um in in the way that they should go and and th- and that's uh and that when they're older they won't depart from it um that's kind of one that that uh that you just hang on uh and you realize that okay at the end of the day my responsibility whether you know I'm their biological parent um you know whether you know I'm I I'm, I'm coming to this later in the game uh in terms of you know their life and their history my job at the end of the day is to to help train them up now, obviously, they have a, a mom and a dad, and my job is not to replace them. And so, you know, navigating that, you know, just requires obviously some, some humility and, and, and wisdom. Uh, and my encouragement is, is, you know, obviously just seek the Lord. Uh, pray and just continue to seek the Lord uh, for that wisdom uh, as to how to really strike that balance. But, but at the end of the day, that's, that's, that's your goal and, and uh, is to help them uh, when it's all said and done, when they're making the choices. And, you know, for the 14-year-old, it's, it's, it's not that far away. You know, it, 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 it happens so quickly. Uh, they're going to be responsible for their own choices, and and your job will be done, and and you won't be able to do that job anymore. And so right now it's just training them, and and that training is is just you know it's not it's not uh, really complicated stuff. It's it's the basics, and you know pretty soon a lot of times what happens is kids get older, and there's this knee jerk reaction by parents when they start to see behavior that they don't like and very difficult, bad decisions being made. And so then they want to quickly get them into church. You know, my, my encouragement is if they're not already, um, you know, 
make sure that they're they're plugged in 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 church as much as possible getting in the word of god being encouraged having opportunities even to serve um that's part of training them up reading the word of god you know uh as much as you're able to being a step parent you know with them praying for them and and you have kind of a unique role in that you know um while you still are a parent and you have that parental role, um, you also have have an opportunity, uh, kind of, maybe in some ways even more so for a, for for a friendship type role too, and not that you're there to be their buddy, but um, but that uh, you know there there can be a strong bond that is developed in that way. Um, but uh, the whole goal, Proverbs twenty two six, is just training them up so that when they're older. Uh, they make they they continue in that path and 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 in that training and so praying for them and and uh, and fasting for them and their their future and their decisions and being there and and I think the most important thing is if I had to say you know things I would go back and do differently uh, I, I I would say um, to listen uh, listen a little bit better. Uh, you know, I don't think that when my kids were, you know, I did my best to listen to them. Uh, but, uh, I think I had a lot more to say, uh, than, than, than to just really listen, um, to, to what they were saying and where they were coming from. And so, um, you know, that's, uh, kind of coming at it from a, a, a few different ways. Um, but, uh, but I hope that that helps you. So much. Yeah, it's it's exciting. It's an opportunity, you know. The Bible says that the children are a blessing from the Lord, and uh, the person who has their quiver full of them is blessed. And so, uh, you've been given a blessing, and uh, you know, it sounds like you recognize that. So that's awesome. Yes, that's thank you. I, that <laughs> really does help a lot. I appreciate that. You bet. Yeah, just uh, and and uh, I'm curious, you know, as as this thing kind of goes, and as you. As you learn, you know, as uh, from your unique role as a as a stepmom, uh, or you know, eventually, uh, uh, perhaps as a stepmom, um, <clears throat> you know that uh, kind of let me know. You know, let me know what you've learned. Give us a call back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would definitely love to do that. Yeah, because see, I haven't done that, so I haven't. Uh, you know, I, I've I've witnessed it. I grew up uh, uh, in in a broken home, so uh, I've seen a lot of uh, step parents, fathers and mothers, uh, and um, you know, I know a lot of things not to do, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, um, but I'm I'm I'd I'd like to hear from somebody, you know. That uh, that uh, really has found victory and success in that walking with the Lord. So so God bless you. Let us know. Yes, definitely will do. Thank you. God bless you as well. You you. Take care, Kelsey. Me too. 303-690-3000. Jason Vanderbilt with you on Calvary Live. Let's go to Ashley, who's been waiting patiently in uh, Commerce City. Uh, Ashley, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Everything sounds good on today's show. Thank you so much for just praying for everybody. It's it's wonderful. Uh, we've had some just quite a variety, actually, uh, but really great, just different things that we can kind of get into and pray for. So we're excited about that. And what, what's uh, what's on your mind? Um, so I have a prayer request. Um, my husband and I, some really close friends of ours, they are actually at the hospital right now, and they're going to have their first baby. Oh, okay. And... We have prayed for them and shared the gospel with them many times, and they are just 
hardcore non-believers. They are not budging, and um, I've just been praying that God would reveal Himself to them during the birth of their child. What a you know more beautiful, magical way because God is so good, and you know when you have a baby, it's just like how do you not believe in God after that? I don't I don't know. So I just pray that God would reveal Himself to them and that they would would know who He is because of the birth of their baby. Yeah. Children change everything. A baby changes uh, everything. Let's pray for them, Ashley. Father, we we lift up uh, these folks, Lord, an exciting time, the hospital and birth of a child. And so, uh, Lord, we just pray that, that this child would, uh, Lord, just would open eyes and, and would soften hard hearts. Uh, Lord, you can do it, and uh, we pray that by your Spirit that you would just work through the birth of this child and this couple's life, and and as a result in this child's life, Lord, that uh, that you would surround them with people that love you and that can encourage them and share the truth with them, and Lord, we just pray that you would bring them to you, that you bring this whole family uh, to you, and so Lord, we just give you this situation. Lord, it's not any more complicated than that. We just give it to you. We ask you to work, and uh, and we believe that you can. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so well, much. You bet. Well, it's exciting times, and uh, babies are great. We uh, just had our first grandchild born, and so we've uh, been having our fill of uh, babies, and I forgot how much fun babies are. And especially so good. when, congratulations yeah, uh, to you guys! Thanks, and they're especially fun when you don't have to stay up with them all night. So. That's what they say. Yeah, that is, <laughs> we, we have a ten-month-old, so I will find that out later in life. I think, but they do—they change lives for the for the better. It's too good. Soon, hopefully. Well, God bless you, Ashley. Thanks for calling. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. Take care, Matthew. Let's go back to Matthew in Philly. Welcome to the program, Matthew. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for having me on. I appreciate you it. You bet. You bet. Thanks for calling, and thanks for calling back. What's on your mind? So my question is, why is it that the church in mostly America and, like, most of the pastors and most of the Christians here, they don't believe, or they say they believe, but they don't believe really based off, you know, the way that they live in miracles. They don't believe in healing. They don't yeah. believe in raising the dead and casting out devils. Like, and yeah. it just doesn't make sense to me because if you're a believer in Christ and you believe the whole Bible, and clearly the Word of God says that these things are real, these things are things that we should be doing. We should be healing the sick, raising the dead, and casting out devils. So why is it that you see these things mostly like in Africa and those areas, but not here in America, where we have access to pretty much every version of the Bible you can think of? Yeah. Well, and and I think uh, you're hitting on something that's, you know, really, uh, it's important. I think a lot of pastors, uh, you know, are, well, not a lot, unfortunately, but some pastors, you know, are are constantly preaching on this very thing. And and that's that just because we have a blessing uh, doesn't, and in fact, um, you know, even though we do have blessing, um, sometimes that can get in the way. And, and I think sometimes a little bit of persecution is good because, you know, we can become soft and uh, we can not uh, walk in faith. Now, now I think that there are certain things uh, that, uh, um, 
the gifts of the Spirit can continue on, uh, but also uh, we've got to realize that that God does certain works at certain times, and and He He works in certain ways. He worked in certain ways through the apostles. Uh, that was unique. However, that said, I think generally speaking, uh, we see a lack of power sometimes in the church today, um, and and that's a result of of uh, you know uh, kind of you know we have our translations, we have you know movies and music and all kinds of avenues for you know uh, Christianity, so to speak, um, but there isn't always that depth of relationship. And so one thing that I hope that that comes out of, and I pray that comes out of this pandemic and this time, and I've seen it in the lives of many people, is a deeper relationship with the Lord, is a deeper faith, is a, a deeper outpouring, a greater outpouring of the Spirit of God uh, upon true believers. And I think it's important to remember, too, that um, those that are in the church, not all who are in the church, um, are we. And, you know, that separation is going to take place uh, uh, at another time. And so, um, in fact, we're already seeing, you know, some of that. The, the, the tree has been shaken, so to speak, and, and we've seen kind of some of those leaves fall off. And I just pray uh, for a purifying of, of, the, of the true church. But we know in the last days uh, that there is going to be a version, uh, not the true church, um, that is even more so the way that, that – uh, um, that you're talking about, Matthew. And so uh, the answer is we can't change everybody else, just making sure that our heart is 100% sold out for the Lord, um, that we're using the gifts that we have and that um, and that the Lord is able to work through us as he uh, desires to work uh, through us uh, by the power of his Holy Spirit and, and as a result through uh, our church. And uh, so I appreciate you calling, Matthew. I, wow, what great calls this program has always just flying by so many great calls today here calvary live appreciate it we'll be back uh, monday i won't be but calvary live will be monday through friday next week and uh, so we pray that the the lord bless you uh and uh keep you and make his face uh, to shine upon you god bless you guys and uh have a wonderful valentine's day weekend take care you've been listening to calvary live tune in next time for prayer and god's word